God's grace, his mercy, and his peace, they are yours to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is love. Amen. Jesus spoke these words to his disciples then, to his disciples here. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. So, who's on your list? The list of people that you would actually, literally die for. That you would exchange your life for theirs. Who, who makes your list? Well, it's, it's Mother's Day. So mom's for sure, right? But on my personal list, my wife, yeah, to be sure. I mean, my kids, not, not even a hesitation. That's just part of being a family, a Christian family. It's part of being a dad, a man. Yeah, those, those are the people that are on my list. My mom, sure, if it needs to be, my mom would probably protest, said, no, I don't want to leave my, my grandkids fatherless. No, that's not the way we exchange things. Maybe there would be some bickering, but if one had to exchange their life for another, who would make your list? It doesn't mean just a kidney. Doesn't mean a blood transfusion. Doesn't mean just giving them a little bone marrow so that they can make it through whatever it is they're facing. It is your heart stops so that their heart can keep beating. Who's on your list? Is it friends? Do they make the list? I, you say like on Facebook, but when it comes to dying for them, not so much, right? Kids, mom, dad, would that be on your list? Moms are just horrified that I'd say this out loud. Don't talk like that. Would never allow my kids to sacrifice themselves for me. But it's interesting how short that list becomes when we say to actually die for someone else. Who is going to be on it? How, how about let's expand a little bit and, and talk about the annoying person at school that you just, they drive you crazy. Are they on the list? No. That, that co-worker that makes your days go so, so very long. That, that, that person you know in society that you roll your eyes every time they come and talk to you because you know it's going to be a long conversation and it's going to be all about them. Are they on the list? And then it gets even harder as we get out there and to our world and realize that this world is not so full of love not so full of sacrifice. In fact, we don't even have to walk very far, and if you don't agree what's going on morally or racially or having to do with masking or not masking or vaxxing or not vaxxing or whatever it is that's the debate, this isn't about politics, but it's interesting that you can't have a different opinion. You can't stand on the sideline if you aren't involved in whatever it is is the movement. Then you are a hater. It's not being neutral. It's not having a different opinion. It's hating. And that's the world Jesus says to go and love. To lay down one's life. They're not on my friends list. They're not on the die for list. How could Jesus leave a command like this for us? To go and do something that just goes way outside of what we would consider possible. And then we look to the one who actually said, I'm about to live the list that I have 
and, and, and follow the command that my father gave to me, and my list is long. My list is so long it doesn't end. My, my list is for everyone, for all. That's who's on my list, Jesus says. And he doesn't just say it, he does it. He looks upon this world as an opportunity to put that kind of love into action. And, and look at the time that he did it. These words were spoken before he was going to have a lot of loveless acts, even by people that he probably would have had on that, that close list that maybe we have. It was, it was disciples that, that actually betrayed him. And they were given opportunity not to. He said, don't do it. They still did. There was clinking coins in a pocket over one of them that had already arranged to have Jesus turned over. The political leaders of the time should have protected Jesus. That is what politicians are for, right? To make sure that innocent people aren't wrongly accused and tried and yet washing of hands and even worse, the religious people of the day were the ones railroading him. They had God's word in front of them. This is the world that Jesus looked at and said, it's time to show what love is. It's time to show what love does. And he laid down his life for people that put him on the very cross. It wasn't quick. It was calculated. It was painful and it was awful. No greater love has anyone to do something like this, just to lay down their life for their friends. This is what love is. This is what love, it's what love does. How, how can Jesus expect us to do like he has done for the world he has done for us? Well, let's take a look here. It says, love each other as I have loved you. This isn't just a story that's told at Lent and weekly reminders we get every time we come to church about the one who loved us and died for us. It's deeper than that. It's a love that actually is about change. It's a love that gets to the heart of the matter. It's not some surface thing. It's not just a neat story that puts a smile on our face while we're here, but then we go back to the busyness of life out there. It's not like this. The other night, I'm working on taxes late. I thought, you know, I just need some background noise, so I decided to watch a movie, and I just went to Netflix and... I was going to have it on the background. And then, of course, another show that they're promoting about another trip to Mars. What is it that everyone wants to get to Mars? <laughs> and so I'm watching this, and, and it's called, you know, Stowaway. And you're thinking, oh, I already know where this is going. Three people are going to do this to see whether life can be on Mars. And they've dedicated their life to going. And they have all the science. And they take off. And all of a sudden, as they're in the float of space and they're getting ready for taking off to, to Mars from the space station, they found that someone had... Been, been on the ship the whole time and now they have four but they only have air and food for three do you see where this is going and then there's character development and plot development and they try everything they can they try to fix equipment and do all these things and I'm not trying to spoil the movie for you but I'll fast forward like I did to the end I kind of could anticipate what was going to happen well in the end choices had to be made either all four people die or one person has to go and die so that three can live. And so you have it where the eyes are all looking to each other and this person can't do it because their arm is broken. They can't do what needs to be done out there in space. This person doesn't know what they're doing because it wasn't trained and this person has a life to live if he can make this. And so then the one person that, you know, is not necessarily the expendable crew member, but I'll go and do it. And then the movie ends with the person in a spacesuit using up the last of air, looking at Mars as a little dot off in the distance. 
Sorry if I ruined the movie. But you know what I did after that? I went and brushed my teeth, and then I went to bed. Yeah, it was a sad movie, but, you know, I didn't even watch the whole thing. I fast-forwarded to the end because I kind of already knew what was going to happen, and that's about the impact it had on me. Someone died for three other people, right? And then I just went, uh. Is that, is that what the message of Jesus does for us, though? I, do we hear it and, and, and we see it from afar and it happened so long ago and, and it's good, you know, okay. And then we go out and we just brush our teeth and go to bed. We go and just live our life. And, and Jesus did what he did and I know what that means for me, but it doesn't have been packed beyond that. Jesus left behind a command because his work wasn't done. This Thursday he goes back to heaven because his work here is done, but his work through us is not, is not done. Jesus is still working through us, and so this message of Jesus isn't something that we watch or we hear from a pastor or read in the pages of Scripture. It's something that actually changes us, and I guess the difference would be the movie that I watched, I wasn't in the space capsule, and my, my lungs weren't starting to freeze because of the lack of oxygen. If you were in the capsule and someone walks outside of that capsule so that you can live, I think that would change the way you looked at things, Right? When someone actually sacrifices for you, you get to live, and they sacrifice and die in our place. Jesus did that for us. There was no way that we could live, and it wasn't our lungs lacking oxygen. It was the time that we're given here is not long. And then we have to face the one who sees everything and knows everything, and it is not good. We could not stand before God. Certain death is a result of sin, and it's a death that doesn't really die. It's a death of existence that means apart from God. We can't even imagine it. That's what we were facing, and so one among us said, you know what, I'll go and do what needs to be done so that you can live. And he went and faced the judgment. He went and gave his life willingly. He didn't make it to make you feel sad. He didn't do it so that you would feel guilty. He didn't do it so that he could shame you into thanking him. He did it because he loved you and you were on his list. You've always been on his list. He couldn't imagine not doing what needed to be done for you. So he said, it's all wrapped up in me. Everything that God demanded, every command that needed to be obeyed, that is what I did. And the sacrifice that I am, true God and true man, can make the difference for the whole world. So I will do what's necessary. I will follow the command of my Father and I will go and be not an example but a sacrifice that happens to be an example too. And now he says, I will go and sacrifice and take all sin into myself and sin away from you so that you have a restored and a new relationship with your God that equals life that doesn't end. Nothing has a hold on you anymore. No guilt, no shame, not even death itself. You are living right now in a life that doesn't end because of what Jesus did. And now Jesus says, with this love to you, this is the love I want you to reflect to others. And it's a love that goes heart deep. Right now, I am breathing and living because Christ lived and then died for me. And then he rose again, showing me the authority he has over even death and promises that this authority he's going to use so that I never have to face death. And so he says, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one friend's, one's friends. And, and you want to know something sad, and, and maybe this will catch you too. When I made my own list, you know who wasn't the first on it? Jesus. 
I immediately thought to the most important relationships in my life, my wife, my children, and they are very, very important. But you know the one, and to my shame, I didn't think, I'd be willing to die for you, Jesus. But Jesus doesn't want me to die for him. He doesn't want you to die for him either. Again, he's not here guilting you into some kind of existence that you have to do with drudgery. Instead, Jesus says, don't die for me, live, live for me. I have died that you might live. And what does that look like? To show the love that you have been given, to show the love that has changed you. Everything you are, everything you have to look forward to, it's, it's all yours in Jesus. And now he says, may that be reflected in your life. He said here, that remain in my love and, and I, will, I will remain in you. He says, you didn't choose me, I chose you and, and I want you to go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. And, and already in, in your mind, you have a list of people that you can show that kind of love to, right? There's that short list of people you're willing to die for. Go show love to them. Sacrifice for them. Go and show them what sacrifice means. That's a, that's a great list to start with, right? The people that are closer to you and, and then even the family of believers we have here at church to go and say, what does it take that I may show Christ's love among God's people here? Why not? That's, that's how the body of Christ functions. But then the harder stuff comes when we get out there into the world and people that may not know how to love or definitely don't show love to us, he says, go and, and show love to them too. And he says, in this you will bear fruit that will last. And, and in our minds we think, yes, I am going to go out there and I'm going to make a change one relationship at a time. I'm going to do this and I'm going to have an impact on the world. But let me tell you this, I promise you that the world is not going to change because of this message and because of your activity the world is going to be the world right until god comes and makes it all new again the world is going to be the world he isn't going to change everything through you but what he's going to do is he's going to change you on the inside so that when you go outside people see the love that god has shown to you that you are on your savior's list and that, my friends, is amazing. That God would do in us what he wants to accomplish in the world. And he continues to love us and to feed us his supper and to remind us and to trust us and to give us opportunities to give us wealth and abilities and a mind and a heart that sees these things not as challenges, not as things that we want to put the blinders on, but opportunities to sacrifice as we have been sacrificed for. So Jesus leaves behind a command for us, but he doesn't just give us an example. He actually gives us power. There is power in his love. My command is this, love each other as, as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You, dear friends of Jesus, are on Jesus' list. You always have been. You always will be. Now go with that love and bear fruit in your life, fruit that will last. Amen. Please stand. Now may the peace of God, which reigns and rules in our heart, through the love and activity and actions of Jesus, 
So move our hearts to reflect that love in our life and in our relationships, bearing fruit that lasts. Amen.